Nations podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of Grumpy Old Gay Men and Their Dogs. It is day 201 here in the Zen Room, episode 45. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the goodly Tommy Gibbons. Hi, bitches. Welcome back, Tommy. Thank you, sir. How are you feeling this week? <coughs> I still got a bit of a cough. Okay. <coughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm to you. Ah. I'm tired, it's hot, I'm old, I, I don't feel good, I got a summer cold. I got a summer cold. Uh, that's the worst. It's the worst. It's in my chest. Not fun. No. That's so cool. whatever, you move on, you uh, know. Uh, otherwise, everything else is good, though? Uh, everything else is stellar. Well, good, glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, why not? Why not, indeed. What about you? I've just been taking it easy, you know, keeping up with my doctors and stuff since my whole episode and yes. everything. Nothing really new, you know, just, I don't see my neuro again until another three months. I'm on medication now for anti-seizure medication. Oh, so, that's... that's about it. Otherwise, I feel fine. I feel great. You're some old white guy. Yeah, just an old white guy. What can I say? All right. <laughs> so what do we talk about? What do we talk about? Well, I guess we're going to go into our very first segment then, aren't we? Which, of course, is heavy petting. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I thought this would be a good day, since we have a guest dog here in the house this week, to discuss awesome. dog sitting. Dog sitting. Yes. Interesting. Have you ever had to watch someone else's dog for I an extended period of time? I have indeed. Uh, really? Yes. Did you enjoy the experience? No. No? Why no. not? Because the dog was very ill at the time. Ooh. Oh, you're talking about my dog. You're a dick. <laughs> I almost forgot about you. I couldn't believe you asked me the question and looked surprised when I asked you. I was like, he, he's, he's got to be playing. Well, me. I thought you were talking about somebody else, maybe. I didn't realize you were talking about us and our dog, Abigail. My brother and his wife have a, a, a dog. I love this dog. It's a black dog. I can't think of his fucking name. Holy shit. Mm, God. The dog. The hell's the dog? Ah, it's Irish. Okay. Oh my God. Seamus? No, it's not that Irish. <laughs> I can't think of the dog's name. Bell. Bell. Okay. Bell. Bella? No, I don't think it's Bella. Bell. Uh, Bellamy. The dog's name is Bellamy. 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 Right. Why do you think that's Irish? I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Is Bellamy not Irish? I've always associated it as being an English name, not an Irish name, but I don't know. I could be wrong. All right, well, maybe I'm from Irish people who don't give a fuck about whether or not you're from England. And then just <laughs> maybe use your name anyway. Anyway, the dog's name is Bellamy. I love Bellamy. Yes, that was fun. Bellamy was a great dog. Bellamy yeah. was, uh, yeah, a lot of fun. Big. As opposed to having this dog sit our dog for a week in which he got very sick. Yeah, yes. Which we didn't know at the time when we gave him to you that he was going to be that Quite sick, a, yes, you know? Yes, and there was also uh, um, uh, Ernie's Ernie's dog, Arthur. Arthur, right. who actually we are watching for this week while Ernie right is now, away. I'm looking at Arthur. Yes, very sitting very nicely in his little bed. Right? So, yeah, yeah, pet sitting is... Um, I've never done it with another pet. What, what do you? Oh, what, oh, me having your pet and then watching another dog at the same time in my pet's house. Okay, okay, that's I, it's different when you have your own dog right. and another dog comes to stay. Because as you can see with our two, the, our Abigail and Arthur here, they are both very jealous for attention. Yes. Very, very much so. It's like if you start petting one, the other one's like coming over right away. Right. If it's Abigail, they'll start barking right away. How are they with, like, the territory? Does he ever sleep on her bed and she, like... 
Oh, she. Well, yeah. Well, we try to keep Arthur out of her bed. Yeah, we try to keep Arthur out of her bed. That's why we. She, that's why he has his own bed here now. Okay. Uh, so that isn't so much an issue, but he's always trying to sniff up her ass all the time. Well, and you she know, doesn't like that at all. Not many asses are at nose height for Arthur. I know, right? So his his options are limited. He's a tiny Yorkshire Terrier, you know. Yeah. But uh, they generally get along. Ab- Abigail has learned to tolerate Arthur now. I wouldn't say they go out of the way to play with each other, but they've learned to live in a somewhat civilized, manner. peaceful, civilized right. manner with each other. Which is more- you know, the more than you have a right to expect. Right? I mean, like last night, because Abigail always sleeps in our bed you know, every t- night and stuff, and sure enough, Arthur got into bed also, and he slept up by our pillow, she slept down by her feet. No issues, though, thank God, no issues at all. But I've learned from other people what who, who have dogs, and I've asked other people to watch their dogs, that sometimes the people who watch their dogs really don't want to watch their dogs. And they give, like, minimal attention to the dog. Right. It's like, you know what? You shouldn't be watching the dog in the first place. Right. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna volunteer to watch someone's dog, then interact with the dog. You know, don't just. Do you have a specific story behind this? No, 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 no one specific. It's just I've heard this from other you know from other people that you know have had that you know have, have asked other people to watch their dogs. I gotta watch that bitch's dog for the weekend. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, it's such a chore, it's such a bother, and it's like it's a dog. How much of a bother could it be? You have to feed it. You have to let it outside to go pee and poop. If you're really nice, you'll take the dog out for a walk once or twice a day. Um, and you'll play with the dog and interact with the dog. You know? That's the extent of your responsibility. When you're watching a dog, it's not that burdensome a, a job. And if you can't do that, then then, then, then don't bother watching the dog. I, you know? I, I don't disagree with you, but watching a dog is a lot. Yes, it is a big responsibility. I'm not denying that. It's not even about keeping the dog alive until the person gets home. I'm talking about having another dog in your house is a lot. Now, Abigail, not Abigail, what's his name? What's his name? George? Arthur. Arthur's so little. <laughs> and he's so, uh, you know, self-contained. And But that's a lot. It's I another. Guess. It's it's another mammal. Yes. Anyway. But the worst ones, I think, are when you ask someone who's already a dog owner or has been a dog owner. And then it gets on like it's this horrible thing. It's like, you own a dog. <laughs> How much more horrible could it be to watch a second dog, you know? Uh, uh, I think you're being judging. Yes, I am. I probably am. Yeah. I mean, I've been very, we've been, Stephen and I have been very fortunate with the people who've asked, we've asked to watch our dogs. They they gladly take the dog. Right. They play with the dog. They interact with the dog. They love having the dog there, you know? Not everybody. I know, but Some I obviously... Some people feel maybe I have an obligation because she did this for my nephew's kid the other day, so... I know. I don't know, bitch. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. But, yeah, that's the story on dog sitting, I think. Dog sitting, you know? yeah. Not an easy responsibility, but if you're going to take it, do it right, you know? Uh, yeah, you know, unless something happens to you. Like what? Yeah, I, I don't know, like you get sick watching somebody else's dog. Well, that's a whole different issue, of And course. they, the dog dies. Just imagine. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, and they come home from vacation. Yeah, I wouldn't want to imagine that. With the six-year-old. Okay. You're talking about a worst-case scenario. The puppy was a birthday gift. <laughs> 
I don't think we're talking about that kind of an extreme scenario. Which... I, I think maybe we should do a little more of that. Go <laughs> ahead, move on to the next, what's oh, the next topic. Oh, you want to move on? I want to move on, yes. Let's... All right, we shall move on then. To happy where? birthday. <laughs> Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time for today's birthdays. Today's birthdays. Yes. Today's 201. And we have two birthdays. They're both dead. Good. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Let's see if you can guess who they are. The first one, he was born today, July 20th, 356 BC. He was born the son of Philip II, the king of Macedon, or as we call Macedonia. He himself became king at the age of 20, and he spent most of his ruling years conducting a lengthy military campaign through Western Asia and Egypt. This is David. Nope. By the age of 30, he had created one of the largest empires in history. Stretching oh, it's not Alex, Alexander? It is indeed my, Alexander the Great. My boo. Or also known as Alexander the Third. Alex, yeah. Yep. But his his empire stretched from Alex. Greece to northwestern India. Now you don't want Alexander the Great dog watching for you. Why is that? Because he's got like lions and bears and shit, so they're gonna eat the dog. <laughs> like <never mind. laughs> So yeah, Alexander the Great. Yes. He was married three times, but he's probably better known for his close relationship mm. with his Friend, general, and bodyguard Hephaestion, or Hephaestion, okay. who was a son of a Macedonian noble. And when he died, Alexander was in deep grief. Inconsolable. In fact, he Alexander died eight months afterwards. See? At the age of 32. That's why love is bad for you. <laughs> That's why love will break your heart. Yeah, and, and then you die. And then you die. Dies. And what the, what the fuck? I'm 32. I'm Alexander the fucking great. You well, know what I'm saying? I don't think he just died of a broken heart. In fact, they really don't know how he died. Some suspect poison, some suspect disease, but they also know that he was greatly affected by the death of Hephaestion. Hephaestion. Yes. Okay. What killed Hephaestion? Uh, that I don't know. That I couldn't find out. Mm, okay. I don't think it was any conspiracy or he was murder or anything like that. Are you though. sure about that? I didn't I didn't see anything like that mentioned in the uh, history text. Okay. But to Alexander the Great, we say... <laughs> Yo, fuck... <laughs> Our next birthday celebrant is also dead. She was born in Yorkshire, July 20th, 1938, the daughter of an engineer. Angela Lansbury. No, up to the age of eight, she grew up in India where her father worked for a railway. She later attended boarding school in England and studied acting at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art and made her professional debut with the school in 1957. She worked in the Royal Shakespeare Company from 1959 to 1967. She made her Broadway debut in a 1971 production of the play Abelard, in which she appeared nude, Ew. and earned the first of four Tony nominations. She was also nominated in 1975 for a production of The Misanthrope, and she won for her third nomination in 1994 for her portrayal of Medea. And she was nominated a fourth time in 2018 for her role as Mrs. Higgins, Henry Higgins' mother in My Fair Lady. But she's probably better known for her television work. More recently, she played the role of Olena Tyrell in The Game of Thrones from 2013 to 2017. But before that, she played the role of Emma Peel in the TV show The Avengers from 1965 to 1968. Still don't know who she is, huh? No, I'm thinking, is it... It's not Helen Mirren. Nope. It's not, it's not like Zoe Caldwell. Nope. It's not, it's, it's not like Joanna Lumley. It's not, nope. uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about her. 
Please don't. In 1969, she Lillian became... Lillian Gish? Nope. In 1969, she became a Bonds girl and 007's only wife in the film Her Majesty's Secret Service, opposite George Lazenby. Her other films included 1969's The Assassination Bureau with Oliver Reed, 1971's The Hospital with George C. Scott, and 1973's Theater of Blood with Vincent Price. Wow, I can't believe you haven't got this one. I can't believe I haven't seen Especially it. from Emma Peel and the Avengers. I figured that you'd get it right no, away. No, I'm a big Avengers guy. And you didn't watch Game of Thrones, I guess? I did watch Game of Thrones. This is the one I focused on. I she's the one the She's the one who poisoned the young king. Remember, she, uh, she admitted to it right before she... She was given poison to take, and she admitted to killing... Uh, Who is it? Diana Rigg. Dame Diana Rigg. Yeah. Yeah, that whole career got past me. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know anything about her. I loved her from the moment I saw her as Emma Peel in The Avengers. Okay. And she wore those great leather outfits, and oh, she was great. Her and Patrick McNeil on that show, I fell in love with her on that. Okay, I, I have no memory of the Avengers being in my orbit You were probably all. not even born then yet, so, yeah. Well, I, I called it in the reruns. I mean, it ran from, like, 65 to 68. I was, what, five, uh, six years old in 68, so I probably caught it all in the reruns right. afterwards. But, yeah, I loved, loved Diana Rigg. Diana, happy birthday, bitch. Happy birthday, Diana Rigg. How long should we go? Only died uh, two years ago in 2020. Wow. Yeah. That's sad. Yes, it is sad. Diana Rick. So, we now move on to that segment that we call Today in History. Try to get as many syllables in there as you can. Right? <laughs> Love to enunciate. Yes. yes. <laughs> go ahead. Today, July 20th. In 1969, I was there. Apollo 11 became the first manned spaceflight to land on the moon. I was two. I was seven years old. I remember watching it on TV. That was was an incredible time when that happened. That was probably one of the last times the whole world was united in watching this an event like that. And I probably sat there with shit in my pants. (laughs) Two years old, bothering my older brothers. Go ahead. But yes, it, it was the flight consisted of Michael Collins, Neil Armstrong, and Buzz Aldrin. They you know, I thought that was Genesis. Genesis? What are you talking about? Those three guys. <laughs> no, they are not the band Genesis. Sorry. Uh, are you sure? You're thinking of Phil Collins. Okay. Michael Collins was an astronaut. <laughs> But anyway, they landed on the moon on July 20th, and six hours later, on July 21st, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first humans to walk on the moon. That had to be pretty cool. I can imagine. That had to be pretty cool. I like for everybody, you know, the the engineers and the guys sitting around that room with the the rows of computers. And And they're watching that. Yeah, they they get up and cheer. It was an amazing thing to watch on TV. I remember it was was like late at night and we were watching it. On TV? He was still pretty spectacular back then. Oh, like, yeah, oh, right? You could do this? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I was two. Wow. But they returned back to Earth on July 24th. They rode in ticker tape parades in here in New York City and in Chicago. Right, 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 right. And they were awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Good for them. Since then, there were five more manned missions to the moon. The last one was in December of 1972. A total of 12 men have walked on the moon. Okay. So, was it July 20th on the moon, too? What? Well, that was the first land on the moon. Right, but was that the same date as the, like, is the date of the on the moon date different than the date on Earth? Like no, it's, no, it's, it corresponds to that date. It's the same date. Right. 
Okay. But like I said, it was like six and a half hours later, it was then on Earth, July 21st. That's what they record as the date of man first walking on the moon. Okay. Because I know, like, in New Zealand, it's already tomorrow. Right. So I don't know if that, like, the Earth thing. They went by... I they timed it. I think well, what they call now. I think they call it like universal time. It used to be known as Greenwich time. Greenwich, yeah, right. That's what they, that's the time that they went. Okay, by. all right. So everybody lined up and they landed on the moon. They planted the flag. Yep. Uh, and there's all this controversy about this event never having taken place and everything was staged. Yeah, I know the conspiracy. The conspiracy it never happens. Yeah. Um, Stanley Kubrick filmed it. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, um, there are people who still believe it. Yes, there are. Probably the same people who believe the Earth is flat. Yeah, I think they go together. Yeah, like, I, no, I honestly think me. they do. That would not surprise me in the least. I think they, I think they, they together. And then seven years later, on July twentieth, nineteen seventy-six, they have to be the same because in order to believe the Earth is flat, you have to completely dismiss everything that NASA has ever done, including every photograph it's ever sent back. Probably. So you can't be pro-Earth and pro-NASA <laughs> space program. Like, you have to... Dis- you ha- that has to be dismissed. Okay. You, it's too clearly evidence against the flat Earth theory. I like to fear that the Earth is riding on the back of a turtle. <laughs> yeah, what is that about? <laughs> I believe that's an old Indian myth. Is it? Yes, that, okay. that the Earth... That they, that because I there's a group on some tool, Turtle Island String Quartet. And Turtle Island is how they would... Some Indian tribe would refer to the Earth because it rode on the back of a turtle. I get it. You get it? I didn't at the time. I saw a couple of references to it online, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I didn't care, so... <laughs> okay. You feeling okay? Say hello to the people. Hi, people. <laughs> My husband, the producer, has just given us a batch of cookies. Cookies, did you say? <laughs> cookies. Don't spell those. They're the small size. <laughs> They'd be easier to clean up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, seven years later, on July 20th, 1976, Viking 1 became the first craft to successfully land on Mars. Wow. Right? Seven years after landing on the moon. What have we done since? Well, we've sent more probes and you know into outer space, into the into other outside the solar system and everything. I know they keep talking about doing a international space station. You never hear much about any kind of like planned colonization of the moon or any other planets or anything like that. I don't think I would like to live on the moon. No, why not? No, because its view is Earth. You have other views too. <laughs> I suppose if you sit on the other side of the moon, you're not looking at Earth. <laughs> I like my planets blue. You like them blue? Mm, the ones I live on. Okay. Do you live on any other planet besides this one? No. You sure about that? I, I'm, yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just this one. The blue one. Anyway, we can now move on to our next segment. Neptune. What day is it? Could you please tell me? What day is it? I'll confuse you, Dave. Sounds like Cartman. <laughs> is it Cartman? No, it's not. Some other cards. And I was saying Neptune is usually blue, too. Oh, okay. I haven't looked at Neptune lately. Oh, I'm, I'm, go ahead. But moving on to what day is it now? Mm. Today is National Hot Dog Day. I love hot dogs. Me, too. One of my favorite foods. 
I love hot dogs, yeah. Yep. No good. matter how bad they may be for me, I'm I celebrate. love eating them. I'm going to stop at 7-Eleven on my way home and celebrate the fuck out of National Hot Dog Day. Did you know that the word frankfurter and the word wiener actually refer to the types of sausage that were used? Frankfurter was the sausage used in Frankfurt, and wiener was a sausage used in Vienna. And which one had the vein? <laughs> I don't know. Supposedly the origins of the hop dog, they don't know where exactly it is originated from, but it occurred sometime near the end of the 19th century. Although there is a claim by uh, someone named Charles Feltman at Coney Island, who in 1867 made a cart with a stove on which to boil sausages and a compartment to keep buns in which they were served fresh. He then leased a building and uh, got a permanent restaurant selling Coney Island Red Hots, as they were known. Good for you, Walter. <laughs> Charles. Good for them both. But the term dog has been a synonym for hot dogs since the 1800s, basically arising from the accusation that sausage makers were using dog meat in their sausages. But in Germany, in certain areas of Germany, the consumption of dog meat was not uncommon, so it wouldn't be surprising if dog meat was used in hot dogs back then. Okay, nice. The world's longest hot dog was 197 feet long in a 198-foot bun in Japan in 2006. Okay. The There's world a lot in there. Hold on. Yes. I don't think I'm going to be specific, but I want to address okay. with that the longest hot dog in the world from Japan. Yes. Okay. Is there an issue with that? No, clearly there's not because Japan did it. Okay. <laughs> I thought you had an issue with... No, I'm seeing filthy, dirty jokes that I shouldn't see. Ah, okay. <laughs> anyway, the world's most expensive hot dog was noted, recorded on May 31st, 2012 for the price of $145.49. What was on it? It was called the California Capital City Dog, served in Sacramento. It featured an 18-inch all-beef natural casing Frank from Chicago, served on a fresh-baked herb and oil focaccia roll, spread with white truffle butter, then grilled, topped with whole grain mustard from France, garlic and herb and may- uh, garlic and herb mayonnaise, sautéed chopped shallots, organic mixed baby greens, maple syrup marinated in fruitwood smoked uncured bacon from New Hampshire, chopped tomato, moose cheese from Sweden, sweetened dried cranberries, basil olive oil, and pear cranberry coconut balsamic vinaigrette, and ground peppercorn. Are you done? Yes. First of all, (laughs) I know Frank from Chicago. (laughs) Everything they say about him is true. Okay. And that's just, that's just, uh, uh, yeah. That's, that's a lot. That's, that's a lot on a hot dog. Too much for a hot dog? You know? You, you, you know. Well, it is an 18-inch hot dog we're talking about, okay. too. Uh, but did they divide it into inches where they put all this food? Okay, for the know. first three inches, we're going to do just the seafood. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't specify how they laid out it all seems the it's out, but On the other hand, for $145, if you want to eat a $145 hot dog, you're still going to take a $3 shit. I don't know what the fuck you're thinking of, but... <laughs> Whatever, man. Eat your fucking hot dog. So it seems like a lot of money and, a, and too many ingredients for well, a hot dog. Well, it's definitely a lot of ingredients for yes. a hot dog. That's yes, for damn sure. Anyway, the record for hot dogs eaten in 10 minutes is 75, held by a man named Joey Chestnut, mm-hmm. who achieved his feat on July 4th, 2020, at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. He did it again this summer. Yes, he did. He captured his 15th 
uh, contest title by eating 63 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes. However, this year the contest was interrupted by a protester right. whom Chestnut then placed on a chokehold and threw him on the okay. ground in the middle of all this. And, and then got back up and ate the last 12 Yeah, but he went, on, he went on to win. So, good for you there, Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. Where he's from? Uh, I guess he lives, I don't know if he lives in the area or not. I really don't know where he lives. Well, it certainly sounds like he's a New Yorker. <laughs> With a name like Joey Chestnut, he Joey I put him somewhere in, in, in either uh, uh, Brooklyn or Northern Queens, Jersey, maybe. I know, right? All right, Joey Chestnut. Good for you, Joey. Good for you, Joey. Eat those hot dogs, bitch. Also, today is International Chess Day. Chess? Yes. This one I can get behind. Oh, cool. Did you? Are you a ch- an avid chess player? I can point to a chessboard. Okay. I could maybe name all of the pieces. I remember how most of them are to be moved. Okay. On the board. Okay. I would need coaching. Okay. To make sure I knew it for sure. But no, I'm not a chess player. Sorry to hear that. No. Uh. Yeah, no. I used to play a lot <coughs> in the 70s and early 80s. Especially in the 70s, because chess was all the rage, especially with, <coughs> with Bobby Fischer being a reigning champion at that time and everything. But, you know... Put Americans on the chess map, so to speak. So I played a lot back then. I, I still have it. I have a Revolutionary War chess set. Of course. The you king do. is George Washington, the queen's Martha, Ben Franklin's the bishop. <laughs> and who's, on the, who's the other side? Uh, it's the same. Oh, the same. All, yeah. Everybody has the same. Yeah, but okay. it's different color, you know, white and black. White and black. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah, okay. But did you know chess originated in India in the 7th century and was originally a game for the upper class? And classes. they're still playing the first game. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Also, a uh, 1989 match that was held in Belgrade ended in a draw after it was recorded as the longest official game that lasted for 269 moves. The longest possible chess game in terms of the number of moves is 5,949. That's the longest possible chess game there could be. Okay, 5,000 moves on a chess 5,949 moves. In a single game. Yep, in a single game. That's hard to imagine. Right, but they figured it out and they said that's the longest longest possible game that you and what have. was the who was and in this one the last the longest recorded game uh, was in 1989 and that was 269 moves not even close yeah, not even close how long did it take to go through 269 <laughs> times don't know that I don't know but right now the reigning world chess champion is a 31 year old man from Norway named Magnus Carlsen Oh, is he cute? Um, I don't know. I didn't see a picture. Go away, Magnus. What's the what's but the hate? He's a five-time world champion. He is also a three-time world rapid chess champion and a five-time world blitz chess champion. So he's got his own interests. He'll go and do what he wants to do, and that'll leave me free time to do what I want. <laughs> What about Magnus? He also has the longest winning streak at 125 games. Wow. Yeah. He's he's considered probably the best player. I think uh, there's like one other player who's like ranked ahead of him in terms of time. You know, a lot of the chess. Okay. But he's considered like the, the chess player. Okay. Right? Good for you, Magnus. Call yeah. me. <laughs> So, yeah, so here we'll have a toast to International Chess Day. International Chess Day and Magnus. Thank you. We now move on to our next segment. Which is? Turn your head and cough. (coughs) Okay. (laughs) 
And I thought, since we've been covering this now for the past couple of weeks, since it seems to be all the rage now, this monkeypox Monkeypox! Exactly, <laughs> that's what I'm going to talk I about. I have been mocking you all along, and here it is, a real live health crisis. Yeah. You're like a news person. I know, right? I'm like prescient that way. No, Yeah, maybe. Because <laughs> um, you just read it. You didn't predict it. No. Fucking but yeah, wow. Yeah. Right now, uh, as I just... shit sounds miserable. Yeah, it is. It's a miserable disease to have. Right now, there are 15,378 cases in 71 countries. Last time we talked about this, there were 18. Yeah, not anymore. The United States right now has 2,322 cases. New York New York State has 756 cases. But of those, 711 of those cases are in New York City, 18 are in Westchester County, 9 in Suffolk County, and four in Nassau County. All right. So there's no need, I mean, because I know there's been a lot of talk about on the island now about getting the vaccine and everything, because they just put out, uh, they just sent a whole bunch of vaccines out to Fire Island. But those are the numbers right now. But New York City Department of Health, I think today or yesterday, declared the outbreak as a pandemic, which I guess for New York City, they pretty much have to at this now, point. Now, hold on. Okay. Words. Mm-hmm. Pandemic. Mm-hmm. Is that does that does the word pan or the prefix pan means all not sort of implicate a worldwide thing and not just everything south of you know Houston Street? I don't know the all the etymology of the terms. I'm saying that for the New York City Board of Directors Health, right, to call it a pandemic, yes, is just wrong. It's like the wrong word to use. Well, it's not a pandemic. Well, I guess to them it is. I don't know how they're qualifying it, but that's what they're calling it right Shit now. Shit like that bothers me. Okay. All right. So, you know. But I, I, I'm sure that they're doing it partly to emphasize the seriousness of this disease. It's like the word literally. You're not literally dead, bitch. Okay? Because I'm talking to you. Oh, my God. I literally died. No, you didn't literally die. <laughs> But I may literally kill you. Yes. I hate that. I hate literally. But anyway, we're going to emphasize once again that the virus can be spread from person to person through direct contact with infectious rashes, scabs, or body fluids. Just don't touch each other. Also, ra- respiratory secretions during prolonged face-to-face contact. Yeah, don't. don't or yeah. during any intimate physical contact, such as kissing, cuddling, or sex. Yeah, don't do those things. Also, you can get it from items that have been touched by an infectious person or have been in contact with a rash or body fluid. Don't share with strangers. Also, pregnant people can spread the virus to their fetus through the placenta. Yeah, don't... Yeah, the yeah. one thing they don't know yet is whether or not this disease... Can, whether the <coughs> virus can be spread through uh, semen or vaginal fluids. They don't know that yet. Okay. And, of course, they're emphasizing that... What is vaginal fluids? I don't know. What do I know? I'm a gay man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I thought you might have some sort of... Like, what is it? Orgasmic. Orgasmic fluid? I don't what's know. It made, like, what's it made of? I don't know. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person here. Okay, I didn't realize <laughs> I, that you were so totally the wrong person. But yes, the vaginal, the vagina does secrete fluids. I know, I, and I, all I'm asking you is what those fluids are con- constructed of? I have never been curious enough to find out. Right. Well, me either, obviously, because here I am asking. <laughs> I just like I'm. I'm curious. It's because it's not like milk. No, uh, it's not blood. It's not semen. Vaginal fluid. I bet it's like some sort of like mucus. <laughs> I don't know. Can we move on? We're spending way too much time talking about vaginal fluids. Usually, I would agree with you, but um, I just want to say mucus is gross. <laughs> well, 
Thank you for sharing that. All right, so go ahead, continue. We don't know anything about vaginas. Anyway, symptoms of monkeypox usually start within three weeks of exposure to the virus. That's a long time. Symptoms can include fever, headache, muscle aches, backache, sore throat, cough, swollen lymph nodes, chills, exhaustion, and of course, a rash, which can develop into a lesion. And from what I understand, these can be very painful. They can develop on, um, generally in the area of the genitals or anus, but also on the hands, feet, chest, or face. Okay, so aside from... And they can also be found inside the body, including inside the mouth, the vagina, and the anus. I had chickenpox in my mouth, in my ears, in between my toes. Ew. It was disgusting. Yeah, it must have been. In my mouth, I had chickenpox. Ugh. My ears. That's not fun. The pox. The pox. But every one of the symptoms you could get from any number of ailments. Right. Except for you get to your boils there and your fishes and what did you say? Lesions. Lesions and shit like that. Those yep. are supposed to sting like fuck. Right. You hurt like a motherfucker. That's how you know you got the pox. I would definitely think so. Just don't be fucking each other. Just, you know. Well, they say to cut down your risk, you should cut down your number of sexual partners if you're engaging in Here's the thing. Three sex weeks, partners with multiple partners. Three weeks. Like, I know back in the day with me when I was, like, young and cute. A young Randy fellow. Exactly. <laughs> you asked me who to sleep with three weeks ago. I wasn't always able to give you an answer. Like, I didn't always of know. Of course not. Of course not. We all screwed Three around. weeks ago. Why would I remember that? I know. We all I didn't write it like down. That. Nope. Of course not. Huh. It's a different world now. Yeah, everybody's got Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there are no treatments specifically available for uh, monkey pox, but they are using antiviral treatments similar to what's used for smallpox. There are also two vaccines available. Both vaccines are basically two steps. In other words, there are two shots for each of them. Uh, I would suggest looking at the CDC website to learn more about them because these vaccines, there are certain requirements, I think physical requirements that you have to meet first to qualify for them. But yeah, definitely go to the CDC website to learn more about this stupidly named disease. It's horrible. Right? It's a horrible name. Do all poxes have to be named as after animals? That's the first thing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't... Well, smallpox, obviously small, not. Well, smallpox, <laughs> but, you know. I guess, yeah. Smallpox. Oh, dear. Pox. Like, what would be a better name if you had to? Use, if you had to use the word pox, I don't know. I'm thinking burning, blistering, burning, blistering pox. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'll work. Something that really describes it. Monkey pox is a horrible name. Yes, horrible it is name. a horrible name for a horrible virus. We now move on to our next segment, wherein we take a look into my brief. <laughs> Excellent. Until you fucked it up. Right I had to cut her off there for a the second. <laughs> what are we looking at? Well, it's kind of a, kind of a quiet time right now. The courts are all pretty quiet in the summertime. Some of the Supreme Court's done now. Did enough damage, I think, for the year. Uh, but in the meantime, in light of the Roe the Roe v. Wade decision being overturned by the Supreme Court, and in reaction to Justice Thomas's. Um, concurring opinion in which he said all these other rights uh, should be looked at as well, including the right to contraception and same-sex marriage. And guess what happened? Well, in the House, Democrats proposed a bill which would codify federal protection for same-sex marriage. And the bill passed in the House with the votes of 47 Republican congressmen. That's pretty amazing. It, it, it also includes my congressman, uh, Andrew Gar Garbarino. He actually voted for it. Well, you know where his office is. 
Go ahead. But right now, the, the bill is going to the Senate now, where it has to have be passed by a two-thirds majority. Mm-hmm. So they need, I believe, at least 10 Republican senators to vote for it. They're going to get them? Right now, they have four who have definitely affirmed that they will vote for it. They don't have an answer from any of the other ones yet. Mm-hmm. So it's a wait-and-see kind of thing. It'll actually be very... I think I'll be shocked. I'll be pleasantly surprised if this bill actually passes with pass. Republican support. It won't pass. Which is just... It's, well, let's put it this way. Because after this, the Democrats are, are planning on proposing a bill which would codify federal protection... Of the right to contraception, because that's that was decided in the case of Griswold v. Connecticut, and that's one of the cases that Justice Thomas cited. That hey, I think we should take another look at this. And then you got your nimwits like your your Ted Cruz's, mm-hmm. who's now saying, who's already made it clear he's not he's uh, he's he's against same sex marriage. No, he's made it clear that he he's considered. Yeah, he's right. We should go back and look at these things. Yeah, yeah, he's made it clear. Lindsey Graham's already said he's voting no against this as well. No surprise there either. Rubio, Rubio, I think he's voting. He's voting. He's voting no also. Rubio had something stupid to say yeah. too. Of course, surprise. Please, he's such a freaking. I thought he'd be. Such, I'm not a big fan of Republicans, but I thought he'd be a better Republican. And he's just he's a piece of shit too. But he's so cute. I know that's the problem. He is cute. But he's he's, he's a cute. Piece Piece of shit. Totally doable. <laughs> totally doable. I wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. I would, but I just or as AC said, I wouldn't touch him with your dick. Well, Dick can't say I blame you for that. Exactly. That's pretty much <clears throat> that's pretty much it for the look into my briefs this week. I said it's a quiet time right now. Quiet because summertime. You're on vacation. <laughs> the summertime, you know. You, all you got really going on is your one sixth commission thing. <clears throat> yes. Which we're gonna be talking about next in our very next segment. Oh fascism. Yes, it's time once again for the week in fascism. I can't stress to you enough how you should consider changing that sound. Why? First of all, look what it's doing to the dog. Yes, that's Arthur barking, by the way. Yes, and why wouldn't Arthur Arthur be barking at the fucking siren that sounds like the Nazis are landing over there in Bayshore? We're waking up everybody to the dangers of fascism, including the dogs. It's a bad sound effect. We're keeping it. Actually, it's an excellent sound effect. It's just... Yeah, you know, people people listen to us while they're driving, or like I do to go to bed at night. And this comes late enough where I'd be sort of drowsing, and like, and then all of a sudden I'd hear that sound. Okay. Yeah. And think, oh my God, I'm Anne Frank. Where do I go? How do I go? How do I go? Where's me? God. Anyway, for the week in fascism, I thought we were going to be talking about the one six committee hearings. I thought it was actually on Tuesday, but it turns out it's actually on. This coming Thursday instead. Bitch can't read. I know. What can I say? But yeah, tomorrow's hearing supposedly is going to be covering the yeah. Trump was doing during the time of the actual riot for like Wait, three those, hours. Those three hours. What was he doing? What was he doing? Those or more specifically, what he was not doing, which was trying to put a stop to the riot. So I think, well, I think I think those two people tomorrow are going to blow a hole. Oh, the two White House aides that are testifying tomorrow. Aides. Yeah, definitely. They're, it's going to be. I think it's going to be epic. What's this? so like kind of comic tragic about all these people who are testifying is that these were all devoted Republicans. Yeah. They were oh, yeah. all employed working for Trump. They enjoyed their jobs. They liked their jobs. And then when they testify, oh, they're not a real Republican. Oh, they're a traitor. Oh, they're this, they're that. Who's that guy who quit on the tweet about Mike Pence? Oh, uh, I don't remember now. Oh, God. 
I don't remember. Anyway, he's he was an aide somehow, and he was high up, I think. And he saw the tweet about Mike Pence being a traitor or not doing what he was supposed to do. Or, you know, the Trump right, yeah. tweet about Pence about, I guess it was 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, whatever it was. Well, yeah. But it was about Pence, and the guy said he quit that right right then. That was that was when he quit, mm-hmm. when he saw that tweet. You know, these people, some of these people, they may, the, the politics may be different, but it's the idea of what an American is. Yeah. That, that people fucking take that shit for real it's the constitution is a real fucking thing and it's it, to debate whether or not how far it should move ahead should we still be bound to it should we rewrite it should there be you know uh, that's all good but well, yeah this this shit about now taking away people's rights and and going after people They've signaled that they're going after people. It's crazy. What is? I'm not sure I'm following. It's America, and the, the 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 like. They're going after the rights, the gay rights, the what you call the 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 the. the well, all all the constitutional rights that have been granted in the past fifty years or recognized in the past fifty years. You have a fancy word for that. The type of the type of right they are substantiated uh, sub- substantive substantive a substantive right substantive. which means a right granted under the substantive due process clause of the 14th amendment i'll tell you my mother crazy person okay but she always said she hated Webster's Dictionary okay. because they would use the word you were looking up as part of the definition. Now, I didn't do any research into this, but that's just exactly what you just did. Okay. You, you were trying to do... Well, what substantive due process or substantive rights are is saying that these rights emanate from the Constitution. Yes, they're not specifically named, but they emanate from the due process clause of the 14th Amendment. Okay. Hence, why we recognize a right to privacy. You got to say hence. Hence, yes, I did. <laughs> I know you love to say hence. But, well, I remember, because we went over it, I couldn't remember the word substance, substantive, but I know we went over it a week or two ago. They're the rights that because because you, because we agree on this, we sort of, this stuff goes well, along that, the with base, The basis for recognizing the right to same-sex marriage and the contraception is that it's was all found in, these, in what they call the principle of substantive due process. That, yes, even though it's not specifically named in the Constitution, we recognize that these rights emanate from the Constitution Now, itself. I'll tell you what, to me, the genius of that is. I don't know for sure, but my guess is that that was one of, probably one of the first times that kind of thing was written down. Right. Okay? The genius of that, to me, that signifies uh, a living document. A document that's going well, to Well, that's, that's the whole argument going on now because a majority of the Supreme Court right now consider themselves originalists or textualists who are saying, we need to go back to the original meaning of the founders when they wrote this or we need to go back to the plain text of the Constitution. Except they can't. They're like the, they're, they're like the Christians. They can't go back to the original because the original forbids too much of what you're doing. Well, that's very. Far, it's very. Far, I read. I was reading. I read an article today. This is on a. Uh, it's on a website called Scotus Blog. It's devoted to the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay. And it talks about this whole thing of yes, they want to go back to the originalist meaning of of when they when the founders passed this. And they said the founders they go if you look at their actual writings about this, they didn't necessarily say oh just rely on the words of the Constitution. They said you need to respect legal precedent. And they really emphasized that 
more than anything else was respecting legal precedent. And that you would have to have really strong grounds for overruling a legal precedent. And they note, like the John Marshalls, the first Supreme Court justice, during his term, there was no overturning of legal precedent at all. That, did, that didn't occur until some time later. Uh, because it was such a respect, a respect for legal precedent. And there was none. And now there's, well, now that's being totally eroded now by this current Supreme Court. They're saying, despite 50 years of legal precedent, we are overruling Roe v. Wade. We don't like it. Yep. And the thing is, like, when Thomas, when he listed the cases that he was referring to that should be looked at now, he talked about Obergefell, he talked about Griswold v. Connecticut, but he didn't talk about Loving v. Virginia, no. which extended the right to uh, interracial marriage. Which is He conveniently left that one out. It's, the question is, is that is... Is that far enough back for the originalists? Or are we going back to three-fifths? How far back are we going? Because you're going to stop somewhere because along if you use the, the same, If you use the same logic that they use in Roe v. Wade, there is no history or tradition of interracial marriage in the United I'm, States. I'm That's so exactly therefore, right. this, was not, this is not a true valid constitutional right and should be overruled. And should be overruled. That's the same logic that they'll apply or that they should apply. No, that they've been using the Roe v. Wade. They're going to do it with the other and it's three. Like, down, all no, the way down stop line. looking at history and traditions. Look at the law. My question is, you know, when are they going to? At what point in history is originalist enough? Because they can't go back to original. Because politically, none of that applies anymore. It shouldn't, but they're, they're not considering that. Well, they're no, not considering they are, that. They want to go back to a certain point. Well, they're going back to the founders. Yeah. The period of the founders. They That's what they're going back to. What I'm saying is... We know it's unrealistic, too, because the only people who were in power were white male Christian landowners. Exactly. You know, women had no rights. Black people were slaves. So, well, that's the thing. How going back to originalist intent or content Can makes no sense. Vote? Today, you know, it makes no sense. Exactly. Can women still vote? So you can't stay where you were in 1776. So you have to move up. And I think what what went what sent you off on that tangent just now <laughs> was that I was saying that it's sort of built into the Constitution that it should be living and breathing. That it should. Yes. We should be uh, updating it. Cons uh, whatever. Yeah. Keeping it valid for the times. And, Otherwise, that, that, and that doesn't mean just changing and adapting the law to whatever the majority feeling is at that time. You know? It's 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 about respecting precedent. And that if you are going to overrule precedent, you better have some damn good reasons why you're going to do it. And we don't like it is not good enough. Yeah. All right, what's next? Oh, oh you want to move on? All right. right. Then we're going to move on to our next segment, which is... We like to watch. Mm. I like to watch, Chief. What do you mean? Oh, like here's, this is the old I sound like cue. Yeah, Don't like that no, one. Like, huh? No, not even a little. <laughs> well, you'll have to find me a better one. Then, I told because I have given up the search. Give me a few days. <laughs> Give me a little while. Uh, you know, we like to watch. There's got to be a sound effect out there. Oh, gosh. I would ask for help from the listening public. Yes, but they don't. For anyone out? I know they never write they, anything they else to us. us. I would say make a suggestion, but you can't even make a comment to us. Michelle. <laughs> Keeping us up on the news. Right. Anyway, what have you been watching lately, Thomas? Oh. RuPaul? Some. 
Oh my, what a shock. Um, yeah. Hispania. I started French, but now they got a new Canada. Okay. So, oh, okay. I can't get myself into the, I can't get myself into Stranger Things. Okay. I've watched the first three seasons. Really? Yeah. It sounds like you got yourself into it. I was there. Okay. Can't, I can't I can't pick it back up. Why? What's, I don't know. what's holding you back? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's emotional. I think it's based on um, potty training. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I just, I can't bring myself to watch it anymore. I wanted to watch a show, but Stephen really can't stand the one kid on the show who's doing those commercials. I don't know. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he really he hates that kid. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why we haven't watched the show at all. It can all. be a hard kid to like. There was something that I was watching that I was like, oh my God, I'm watching something. I should tell Patrick. I can't remember what it was. Oh my God. What was it about? I, well, well, I got the, I got the, oh, 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 what? Boys? The Boys. The Boys. Oh, on Amazon. Yes. Yes. You started watching that? I, I watched, yes. Okay. I watched a couple of episodes. Okay. What do you think? They're beautiful. <laughs> yes. What's to hate? <laughs> I like the idea of of the superhero being a business, sort of, well, we need somebody in Baltimore. You know, that right? sort of yeah. thing. I think it's, a that's a, it's a corporate entity, a, you know? That's a great way to look at it. Yeah, so I, I, I'm i cautiously optimistic. I'm paying attention. I'm, I'm going, I'm moving ahead. Oh, good. Uh, in small steps. Oh, I'm glad you're enjoying that. So far, yeah. Oh, cool. I'm kind of missing my old, like, I, I'd love to see another Maisel. Yes, that's going to be coming soon, you I know, hope. I, I, I kind of... The final season. I want some comfort food. Yes. it's. I feel like I've been experimenting. I know, right? Exploring other things. Uh, yeah, and I don't want to. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah uh, watching. Okay, yeah. that's it. That's, that's pretty much okay. it. Okay, I've been wa- I've been watching a lot because I've been home now a lot, so I've been watching a lot more. What do you watch? Well, we're now watching the current season of Westworld on HBO. Okay, never saw. Oh, that's really been good. I really enjoy that. Is whole that series. the Wild West theme park? Yeah, well, that's one of the, the sections of the theme park. Right. There are other ones as well, but that's one of those. That's why it's Westworld, of course. But no, that's really been. I've been watching that. This is like the fourth or fifth season now. And kept them and watching it the whole time. It's great. Hmm. But we're watching a bunch of new stuff. First, we watched this horror movie on Netflix called Incantation or The Incantation. It was uh, Asian. I think it may, may have been Japanese or Chinese. I'm not really sure which. It was. It was Asian. All about this young woman who had given up her child at one point because she had a nervous breakdown after she and her two friends violated some ritual religious taboo and got cursed and she eventually gets her child back but all these things are going wrong because of this curse and it's not so much i mean there are some scary moments in it but it's really more of a it's really sad watching this woman trying to care for her child i was just gonna say and no matter what she's doing nothing is helping can i just say not a single word of that description made that sound appealing it, yeah, it was. I, I thought it would. It, that sounds awful. Supposedly, it was a big selling film in I think Taiwan. I think it was from it was in Taiwan. The film awful. was made, and supposedly it was like the biggest selling film of the year at that well, time. Well, I thought this was like the, this was like the saddest horror film I'd ever seen. No, it was really sad. Awful. Don't waste any more time watching that. And another thing you don't have to waste your time watching is it's a series that I guess Netflix just started airing, but originally started on the History Channel. And it's called The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. No, I would never watch that. Well, because we saw the promo for like, okay, it's just about this area in Utah where supposedly all these either supernatural or extraterrestrial events are occurring. And we watched two episodes of this thing, and it's like, this is a lot of crap. The whole thing, the property now, it appears, it's a 
It's in, this whole thing takes place in Utah. Everyone involved in this production, it's all men. And I, I'm like, I get, I get the feeling that this is all, it's now owned by Mormons. The whole thing is being run by Mormons. And that's why you're not seeing any women in this at all. Okay. And they call in this... I personally have watched plenty of men, uh, plenty of movies that did not have any women in them. Okay. It just seemed odd that there were like no women at all involved in this whole investigation or whatever. And then they call in this astrophysicist to come help them investigate. And at one point, he's talking about that they should dig in the ground. And the people who work there are saying, oh, that's when bad things happen when you dig in the ground. And I'm sitting there watching this. I'm like, why didn't they hire a geologist? If there's something wrong with the ground... Why did you bring an astrophysicist in? Why didn't you bring a geologist in first? Because that would be the first thing that would jump to most people's minds. Yeah. I got the wrong ologist. Yeah. So I was like, it, we watched two episodes of it and we gave up on it. We're like, no, that's not. we're not wasting our time anymore on this. Okay. So big thumbs down on that. And for those of you tracking, Patrick did totally let my porn reference go. Yes, I did completely. I was... <laughs> you didn't even notice. The next thing we watched was this short little documentary on Netflix called The Martha Mitchell Effect. Okay. Are you familiar with Martha Mitchell? No. You Well, you weren't the only one, because Bryce was watching it. He had never heard of her either. Of course, he's 25, so that's understandable. Fuck you. But Martha Mitchell was the wife of then-Attorney General John Mitchell, who served under Richard Nixon. And at a time when, like, Washington society wives were supposed to be very demure, and they kept in the background, Martha Mitchell was anything but. She was loud and obnoxious, and she spoke her mind, and actually endeared her to the public. And then Watergate happened, and she started spouting off about that. And pointing fingers at who she thought was responsible. And it got to the point where the White House basically imprisoned her and cut her off from the public for a few days to try to calm her down. And then they put up this whole publicity campaign that she was sick in the head. And then John Mitchell was resigning from his position to take care of Martha. Well, there was nothing wrong with her. And she was absolutely right about what everything she said. About, about Watergate and everything. And so it's basically a whole examination of her and what she went through during the Watergate era. Okay. And how she was basically vindicated. Good for Martha. Yeah, it was. It's quite. It's really. It's. It's about a forty-minute long documentary. It's not long at all. And they say she's an interesting character. She was. She's definitely a character. And then to see what happened to her, it's like holy shit! I'm just unbelievable. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Good for Martha. So we definitely recommend that. Good for you. And then lastly, we watched this documentary on Discovery Plus called Unprecedented. I may have seen that. Okay, it's by this guy, Alex Holder, whose films were subpoenaed by the 1-6 Committee, the 1-6 House Committee. Right, and this is sounding familiar. So this was a documentary that was about the Trump campaign from before, like weeks before the election and then leading up until 1-6. I thought I was going to see something more revelatory in this documentary. There really wasn't that, there really wasn't anything new or some like hot new item that came out of it that I, I saw. I think I saw it. The first, I say, half of this documentary is more like an infomercial about the Trump kids and their involvement in the election campaign. And at one point, it focuses on Ivanka. At one point, it focuses on 
Don Jr. At one point, he focuses on Eric. And it, said, it, it was coming across like an infomercial. Ivana died. Yeah, yeah, Ivana died. It's a whole other issue. But, um, and then it goes, and then the election happens. And then you, you, I was expecting to see more behind the scenes coverage of discussions of what was going on. There's none of that at all. Okay. Even the one six stuff, it's, you don't see any behind the scenes coverage. There's maybe like one comment about it by Trump. So what's his call? Uh, unprecedented. I think I saw that. Okay. It was, it, was three, no. it was three it was three parts. It was in three episodes. We're saying no. It was on Discovery Plus. I, I cuz Bryce only watched the first two episodes. I told him don't even bother watching the third one. It's like you're not going to learn anything new. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was very disappointed by that. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Awful. Right? Just Awful. Better off watching the hearings themselves. You'll learn a hell of a lot more from them. I like the hearings. I love the hearings. They've been great to watch. But I guess now we're going to move on to our next segment, which of course is... Of course. People saying stupid things. Sometimes God, Karen, you are so stupid. <laughs> I forget you have a sound effect for that. <laughs> All right, so who's the, who's, 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 who's the one of multitudes? Multitudes. Oh. This one, Dr. Oz. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> why, why is he doing this? Why does, why does somebody... Well, for those of you out there who don't know, Dr. Oz is running for a U.S. Senate seat in the state of Pennsylvania. Where does he live? Well, he, his home is in New Jersey. Yes, it is. But yeah, but now all of a sudden he's running for a seat in Pennsylvania. Yes, he is. And he's running against Democrat John Fetterman, who I believe is the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. Okay, and seems like a perfectly reasonable Pennsylvanian. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, I guess the numbers came out recently about, about their fundraising numbers. And it seemed that Fetterman raised like over $9 million. Good for him. And uh, uh, Dr. Oz raised about $1.1 million. So he was on the Laura Ingram show. Because where else would he be? Where else would he be? And she asked him about, you know, about Fetterman raising more money than him. And this is what he said. The Democrats have very cleverly taken all of these issues that have come up over the summer, and they've used these as excuses to raise money from the Democratic loyalists. Interestingly, when Republicans get mad, we go out and mow the lawn. Democrats, when they get mad, donate money to their party. I'm dead. <laughs> that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I've ever heard a small person say. Okay, now you're going to have to answer a few questions. Okay. Is he a real doctor? Yes, he is a real doctor. What is his specialty? I don't know. I never watched him when he was on TV for anything. So. Okay. But he is a real doctor. Yes, I, don't, I think he's doctor. been cited for fight for like selling like these fake supplements and stuff. I don't really know. An MD. Yes. Not like a doctor of English. I no, I don't know. I don't think he's okay, like he's a an doctor. MD. He's a medical doctor. I okay. Believe. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> so you're going to have to read the quote to me again. Okay. Because okay, the Democrats have very cleverly taken all of these issues that have come up over the summer, and they've used these as excuses to raise money from the Democratic loyalists. Stop. He's saying that. I, that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. Like every politician this does that. This is a that. scandal. Yes. The Democrats are politicizing a political issue to right. raise money. They're taking shit that happened. <laughs> And saying we need to raise money, and that's what they're doing. Yes. And that's, you can't do that. Oh, my God, how dare you? That infuriates me so much that I'm going to go out and mow my lawn. I'm going to go out and mow my fucking lawn. (laughs) When Republicans get angry, they mow their lawn. Yes. (laughs) You know how long it would take me to get to mow your lawn? 
If okay, if you need to, it's like Steve. If 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 Steve Harvey was it Steve Harvey? Uh, uh, Family Feud. Yes. Top five things Republicans do when they want to get ang- when they're angry. Shoot up an elementary school, Steve. <laughs> Find a black church singing too loud on a Sunday morning. Number no, one answer. Mow their lawn. Number one, mow their lawn. It's there, Steve. It's there, Steve. Come on. Yeah. They yeah. Mimit. Mimit. There's got to be, if not a medical, like, institution or, like, the medical uh, infrastructure yes. doesn't stand up and say, he's stupid. Who's going to? I know. He's making you all look like idiots. Well, that's, these Republicans have put up some candidates like him. Herschel Walker, others, who, and it's obvious they're idiots. They have no place running for political office. What I'm saying you know? is, if, is if Mehmet Oz has a, has a degree and has a license to practice medicine, why are those licensing agencies or those people in the... Why are they not saying, we, we, we can't go along with this? Like, what, do you, what do you mean? Like, I don't even, what kind of doctor is he? I don't know. All right, let's say he's a podiatrist. Okay, let's just say he's a podiatrist. You don't have, you have to look it up. I'll go look it up. Because look at you now. you got to look through your glasses in that special way only old people have. <laughs> All I'm saying is if he's a podiatrist, isn't there a board of podiatry who have some sort of code of ethics? He of is the... a cardiothoracic surgeon. Okay, so now these guys probably don't have any sort of cardiothoracic surgeon. Is there not a board of cardiothoracic Cardiothoracic surgeons. I don't know. You would assume that there was. You grant me that. That there (laughs) probably is in the world. Yes. Okay. Uh, A trade group, a a union uh, supporting these guys who do thoracic cardiac surgery. Okay. What about them? What I'm saying is, aren't they going to stand up and say, hey, now you're just lying and that's like an anti-science thing and we can't be having that and and maybe we shouldn't have you associated with the cardiac anthropologist. I see how you're knitting together your eyebrows Well, yeah, because there. first of all, I don't know what you're referring to that he said that a cardiothoracic surgical group would have to disavow. And second, okay, I don't, enough. I think, I don't think a cardiothoracic surgeon's group would necessarily involve itself in any kind of political controversy whatsoever. I'm talking about ethics. The, the ethics of what? What are you talking about? Okay. What? Are you accusing him of violating medical ethics in some way? By lying and being stupid. Well, well that's... Honey, <laughs> you have any doctors out there meet that qualification? Yeah, I don't think that should be allowed. <laughs> oh, boy. If dreams were wishes, whatever, you this know. Is, but we're not, Patrick, we're not talking about, you know, theory. We're talking about fucking medicine. We're talking about medical doctors. We're talking about people who we are supposed to, or we have always, or we would like to. Okay. We should be able to respect them and their opinions because they follow the Hippocratic Oath. Does the Hippocratic Oath not mean anything anymore? Of to course. first do no harm or first see if that tooth hurts when you pull Just it. Just because a person has a, has a degree and becomes adopted doesn't mean that they're necessarily a smart person. Okay. You know? No. It doesn't mean that. I think anybody who gets that far has to know a couple of things. They know a couple of things, but they may not know a whole bunch about other things. How many teachers do I know? I ask, they they know about their one particular topic, but if you ask them anything outside their topic, they don't know anything about it. He's not talking about you, Ernie. <laughs> I'm not talking about anyone in particular. He's talking about you, Ernie. <laughs> Shut up.
I, 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 don't. I don't know what your beef is about Dr. Oz and having some medical group come out against him. Because you said something. What was his quote again? Oh, my God. How many times do I say this? Do you want to know the answer or don't you? What was his question? The bottom line was when Republicans get angry, they mow the lawn. Yes. Okay. So why should a medical group have to come out against something like that? Because it's... Stupid. Well, yeah, no kidding. And we don't want to but be if associated they to come out, with stupid but people. But if they had to come out and address every stupid thing that some stupid doctor said, they'd be issuing press releases all fucking day long. See Anthony Fauci? What about him? Everything he says they put on a, pre- a press release. I love me some Fauci. Well, that's the government. Go ahead. All right. All right. Okay. He's not his. He's not in his own practice. He works for the government. You're twisting things. No, I'm not. You're talking about two different types of doctors here. Oh my God. When you became a lawyer. Yes. Did the, the 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 licensing agency? What is that? The New York City Bar Association. The New York State Bar. New York State Bar Association. Is there not a clause that you have in there about pro, uh, 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 conduct unbecoming a member of this organization? Yes, there's a whole character committee that investigates things like that. Yes, and don't you think that somebody would be questioning you if you came out and said something so ridiculous? as to be embarrassing to the New York State Bar Association. Like what? Oh, you know what? <laughs> they haven't disbarred Rudy Giuliani yet. They're going to. They're, they're going to. The fucking D.C. just. But that's because he did things as an attorney that were wildly unethical. Dude. But you can't prosecute him for every stupid thing that he said. Rudy Giuliani when he, got when he said things, I know, but what, the, for things that he said in violation of the code of ethics that's applied to attorneys. Okay. But they're not going to prosecute him for every single stupid thing that he's ever said. No, no. Okay. And the same thing here with Dr. Oz. Okay. You just made that so much more difficult than it needed to be. No, no, you did. No, I guess you not. Did. <laughs> you went round about it with this whole thing. No. Yep. No. Yes. I will ask people to comment and say, <laughs> but I know they won't. But no, <laughs> I do not. He did. No. Go yeah. ahead. What's next? Oh, you want to move on uh, now? Well, uh, I don't even know where we are. Well, before we go, I just want to say to Dr. Oz. Stupid! Oh. You're so stupid! Republicans, go mow your lawns. <laughs> don't mow down your neighbors. <laughs> Don't go into a movie theater and mow down a bunch of children watching the fucking orange people. Mow your lawns. Stalwart, upright beings with nice, clean lawns. The whole damn, now you can tell the difference between a Democrat and a Republican. It's their lawn. It's their lawn. <laughs> they have a well-manicured lawn. That's one angry Republican. That's exactly right. I don't think that's some, like, some cactus and rocks and shit growing on their front lawn. That's, oh, that's against my... America right there. That's right. We're going to move on to our next segment. Raindrops on roses, whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Uh, Thank you, Julie. Thank you, Julie. And for tonight's five faves, our topic is our five favorite summer beverages. Margarita. Oh, right away. My God, Margarita. you're wasting no time. Margarita. Margarita, right? Frozen? Uh, not, no, I'm not a frozen drink fan. Salt or unsalted? Salt. Okay. Salt. Uh, yeah, margarita. Any specific tequila you like for your margarita? No. Okay. No, I like a three-ingredient margarita. Okay. I like it shaken very roughly. Okay. 
pour it into a margarita glass, no ice, and leave me alone. That's it. That's that's a margarita to me. That's I want right. those three ingredients and then go away. That's it. Very easy. Margarita. Okay. What's my, yours? My first choice is Malibu rum and pineapple juice. Interesting. As I call it, the poor man's pina colada. Okay. Interesting. Because it's basically, it tastes the same thing as a pina colada. Yeah. But it's a lot cheaper. <laughs> sure is. And it's very tasty and very refreshing. And sweet and yummy and nice, yeah. nice for the it's summer. It's a great summer cocktail. Good for summer day drinking. Okay, good. Definitely. Good What's you. your second choice? Gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. Wow. Gin and to- I love gin and tonic. I don't yep. think you were a gin drinker. Gin and tonic, I'm not. Okay. I don't drink gin. I drink bourbon. But I, I enjoy a, a very cold, very tall uh, gin and tonic. Cool. I like tonic. Okay. Gin makes me a different kind of person. Oh. Gin is... Gin, you got to be careful with gin. <laughs> gin will that. fuck a person up. I'm not a gin drinker, so you know, I would know. fuck you up like nothing else. Gin okay. is brutal. Okay. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I like it. With you become some, a nasty drunk on gin? I become a different kind of drunk. Okay. On gin. It's a... It's a you got to respect your sudden liquors. You know, for me, <laughs> gin is one of them. Okay. Uh, yeah. got to be careful. My next choice is an ice cold beer and a frosted mug. And a big burp 20 minutes later. <laughs> right? Good for you. In fact, I, I had just had one last weekend. It was absolutely delicious. You had a beer last weekend. Oh, yep. Ice cold beer and a frosted mug. That is scandalous. I looked so forward to that. Putting the mug in, waiting for it to freeze up and everything. Really? Oh, it was just so tasty. What, what kind of beer was it? Oh, probably knowing me, Bud Light. I like a good, cheap American beer. Oh, God. I don't like any of those freaking grain beers that why everyone's you, drinking why now. Why would you go through the ritual of <laughs> freezing a mug for pee? What can I say? I like Bud Light. Okay, you can't really say anything. <laughs> You're done. What's um, your third my choice? Third, we'll go my third is a mint julep. Oh, my God. I like a mint julep. Damn. Yeah. Uh, um, for those of you who may not know, a mint julep is a cocktail made famous in the American South. Yes, especially at the Kentucky Derby. Yes. Its ingredients are um, uh, bourbon, water, uh, and sugar cubes over ice. The mint, you just put on the top. You don't grind the mint in. You don't have to do no thing with the... with the. Is there the, creme de menthe in that? No, there's no creme de menthe. Okay. No, it is bourbon... With simple with simple syrup. Okay. And water. Bourbon and water, simple syrup over ice. And put some green on it. Gotta put some green That's on it. That's the mint. Yep. The mint ain't part of the drink. You don't make it. You don't grind it up and put <laughs> in the essences of your... Uh, no, mint. What kind of mint? Don't matter. Mint. Yeah, mint juleps. <laughs> Sweet bourbon on ice. All right. Sitting on the porch, fanning myself, getting pissed off at the neighbor's dog. (laughs) My next choice is Bailey's over ice. Bailey's is such a winter drink. It is, but in the summertime, it's like having liquid ice cream. It's great, like right at dusk when you're sitting out back with a glass of Bailey's. I I have had Bailey's and soda, like in a tall drink. Okay. Which is nice. The Bailey's to me just seems so, so along with the cracking of the fireplace. (laughs) But in the summertime, it's just... Amaretto, same thing. To me, it's just in the summertime, like I say, it's just cold and sweet and tasty. Nothing beats it. What's your fourth choice? I'm going with your your sweet whites, your Rieslings. Ah, your wines. Okay. uh, White wine. White wine to me is day drinking. It's Rieslings. It's uh, 
Moscatos, the very sweet. What, what, what? See, to me, the day drinking is supposed to lead you up to that nap that comes four or five o'clock. Okay. That you take before you get up and take the shower and then go do the nighttime. Yes. Okay. So while this is beach culture to me, while you're day <laughs> drinking by the pool, you're drinking Moscato, you're drinking some Riesling. And you're getting a little fucked up, and it's sunny out, and it's hot, and oh my god, I gotta go lay down, get up, go to dinner, go to ah, yeah, that's my that's my that's my fourth. Okay, sweet white wines. That sounds good. Get you through the day. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm dead. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> my fourth you get choice. Get that Ford face. Come over you. <laughs> <laughs> Your fourth choice is iced tea. Okay, I love iced tea. Nothing. It's just so refreshing. Iced tea. Iced tea. Take the nasty plunge. Yeah. Doesn't have to be flavored iced tea, you know, no, 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 different no, 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 flavors. Just iced tea. Just plain regular ice. I love when Steve actually brew he'll take like the tea bags and he'll brew the tea bags and then you know now, put this in the fridge. I'm asking because my okay. ex from twenty fucking years ago. So we're at his house. Uh-huh. And I look out the back window and there's this huge glass container. Okay. Brown liquid in it, sitting <laughs> in the middle of the lawn. Oh no. Ken, the fuck is that? <laughs> His mother making iced tea. So she put the tea, she put the, she filled the container with water. Okay. Put the tea bags or whatever tea she was using, but tea bags. It wasn't like that three scoops per quart type tea. Yeah. You know, it was tea. Okay. And she put the tea in the water and closed the container and put it on the sunniest spot in her house. And she made what I call lawn tea. Because the, during the day, as the sun moved around during the day, it would brew the tea. Okay. So the tea would get brewed in the water or sitting on the lawn, but it was like brewed by the sun. Okay. Whatever. Wow. But it was brewed on the lawn, so I call it lawn tea. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, yeah. Gloria was one of those. She was um, Spanish mm-hmm. uh, via Puerto Rico. Her family certainly came from Puerto Rico. Women of an age. Okay. I would be my parents. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, who was, they were, they, their lot was their lot. They were who they were. They stayed home with their pet, with their husbands. And then she was very much chained to the kitchen. Okay. Kind of. She's very domestic. Very domestic. Okay. Very domestic. Eventually, a lovely woman. Oh, cool. Kind of rough those first couple of Eek. <laughs> I walked into her house. When, I walked into her house for Christmas. Her husband, long dead. Working to her husband. She got a. She got a. Uh, a uh, one of those stockings mm-hmm. on the on the fireplace with my name on it, which was very nice. What's oh, neat. It was very nice. That's very sweet. There's a long history there that goes back to when he was 17 and I was 18. Oh, my God. And they tried God. to have me arrested. Arrested for what? Statutory rape. What? Because he was I was 18 and he was 17. Okay. Oh, my God. He was still a minor. Jesus. And and it because this whole thing, they called my mother. The, I mean, it was this whole thing, this whole craziness thing. Oh, my God. Um, and then we got back together again many years later and ended up being together for like nine years but everything the both families were so traumatized that when we got back together it was a big deal yeah i guess so my mother promptly died i think his mother died first no my mother died first oh god and then his mother died but not before having me over for christmas with us uh what do i want to say what are they called i just said it stocking okay with my name on it that was very sweet yeah it was very sweet yeah very nice corrupted her son Damn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, going back to our topic. What was our topic? We're on our summer beverages. What is your final choice? Oh, did I go off on lawn tea? <laughs> yes, you yeah, did. Okay, I'm sorry. We went from lawn tea to statutory rape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it sounds kind of weird, but when you hear the story, it makes perfect sense. Um, 
Uh, lemonade. I like lemonade. 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 I like all the aids. I like lemon, lime, your cherry lime. I like the the aids. I like the the lemon lemonade. Okay. Any particular brand of lemonade? Or? No, no, I make my own lemonade. You make your own lemonade, okay. Lemonade, lemonade. Yeah. lemonade. Real I, lemons. I, I, I put lemon in water. I, you drink with lemon water when the sun is up. Okay. And grape water when the sun is down. <laughs> uh, lem- lemonade, I like lemonade. All right. Nice. Good for you. That's wonderful. Cold. Cold. Lemonade has, has to be cold. cold. Lemonade has to be cold. Of course it has to be cold. My final choice? Water. Oh, you're such a down-to-earth. <laughs> Sorry. I love water. I like water, too. It's great. Water. It's good for you. And it's, again, it's so re- can be so refreshing at times in the summertime, you know? So refreshing. Right? Not super cold. No, it doesn't have to be super cold. No, that can be, actually be painful yes. going down sometimes. Yes. But, you know, water, though, I love water. I've been hitting electrolytes really hard. Well, yeah, and especially in this incredibly hot weather, yeah. I think the I hit myself so hard with electrolytes, I think that's what actually passed the stone. Okay. Passed the kidney stone because I had all the things going, and I had that pain, and you never forget that pain, and I was like, oh, no. If, they, if I go to the hospital, what are they going to do? They're going to hydrate the fuck out of me. Yep. So... Let me see. Okay. If I can still stand up straight and I'm not crying, bending over, holding my stomach, like your husband saw me that time, <laughs> I'm okay with the kidney stone. It's painful. It hurts. It's I feel it. It's a pressure. It's there for sure. But there's a difference between that and bent over praying for death, screaming. Okay. So I just fucking, I just went totally absolutely. Bullshit crazy. Ape shit crazy? What am I trying to say? I don't know. With the electrolytes. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Load up on Gatorade. No, not... Uh, uh, 7-Eleven has uh, their own without sugar. Okay. No sugar. There are some things like do no sugar. Okay. Good. No sugar. Pass the stone? All right. In a couple of hours, really. It was weird. That is weird. It was just a couple of hours before. Because I was sick. Okay. And then I had this stone. And I was like, no. No. Sit down. Kidney stone. But it was only a few hours. I drank like, I don't know, a gallon or so of that fucking... You felt it go, ah! And then it's over. <coughs> I've never had the pleasure or pain of kidney stones. Oh, dude. That's because I drink a lot of water. Yeah, oh, it's just special. <laughs> and that's where my lemonade comes in. Okay. Because it's just lemon and water. I don't put no sugar in it. <coughs> that makes a difference. Yes. <coughs> lemon, the citric acid, is supposed... Citric acid is supposed to break up your stones. Ooh, did not know that. So, I, be, you know, I drink a lot of that, and it's been really good. Mm, thank heavens for that, then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank heavens. Thank heavens. What else you got? We now move on to our next segment. Oh, God. The Grumpy Old Gaming Gripe of the Week. Oh, my God. my lawn. Did you hear me? I said get off my lawn now. Thank you, Clint. What's your gripe of this week? So, 3 o'clock. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to pull up at 3 o'clock. We're going We're going to go work. Okay. I'm picking you up for work at 3 o'clock. We're going to do what then? Okay. 3 o'clock, I, I call you 2.58. Send you a message, 2.59. Yeah. I'm downstairs. I'm here. Downstairs. Okay. She sends a message. All right, I'm getting myself together. I'll be right there. Who's is she? None of your business. <laughs> Getting yourself, getting myself together. I'll be, I'll be a few minutes. Three thirteen. I send back a message. I leave in two minutes. 
I pull away in two minutes. Okay. I don't wait 15 minutes. I'm picking you up to go work. Okay. And 3.13? No. 3.15? No. No. Be on time, people. If you have to get yourself together, somebody's going to come get you. Well, you you pick this person up at their home? Yeah. uh, Yes. Okay. Yes. Where, did they have a child to take care of? No, 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 no. Or anything like that? No, 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 no. No? This is somebody who absolutely could have started getting themselves together. Right. At... Quarter to three. Yes, that's what normally would happen. Okay. If you get picked up at three. I wanted to say, I wanted to ask because it seems to happen where people don't like, okay, so rehearsal's at seven. That does not mean leave the house at seven. Right. That means be here at 6.45, get yourself together, be ready to work, and at seven o'clock I can rehearse. So did you end up leaving this person then? No, I didn't. You didn't. You still <coughs> abstained. This person came in enough time for to be greeted with a dude, what the fuck? And then we went on with the day. Okay, so that's your great. I was like, fucking be on time. Yeah, just fucking be on time, bitches. That's it's not right. hard, especially when you're being picked up by someone. Uh, you know? I'm paid to do it, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, be on time. Okay, be on time. Good gripe. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Me, my gripe is. We don't have enough rain. I think it's a great that everyone has across the nation right now that there's just not enough rain because my lawn's getting burnt up. I gotta like watch my plants very closely now because they even like you know start shriveling up in this freaking hot weather. It's been unbelievable. You gotta get rid of the lawn. I uh, yeah, I would love to be able to do that, but that ain't gonna happen anytime soon. You know, make a rock up. A rock, a rock garden. garden. Oh, please. Throw some I succulents need. up in there. Yeah, I know. So that'd be the environmentally good thing to do. Yes, it would be. Instead of a lawn. But I like, my, I like having a lawn. I like having my gardens. The gardens are, are different. That's not, that's, I'm not talking about the gardens. Right. I'm talking about the lawns. Yes. And in your specific case, that gigantic front lawn. Yes, we do have a very large front lawn. But like I said, it's just there has not been enough rain at all. Even the other day, it was like it rained for like one day, it like rained for like ten minutes in the morning. It was like a downpour, and then the whole day just like threatened to rain, but never did. You know what's weird that I found too, which is not weird that it hasn't happened before, but like pockets of really, really severe rain, like it fucking floods Northport. Yes, I saw that on Saturday. Babylon don't see nothing. Yeah, we it was totally dry here, but Northport got flooded. Yeah. Is unbelievable. And it's not weird for, especially in the summertime, for the storms to be that specific. But that specific and that severe yeah. was what struck me. Another yeah. friend of mine showed me pictures from out east of uh, where a tornado hit. They get fucking uh, icicle balls. What are they called? Uh, hail. Hail. Okay. Uh, it's unreal. This crazy weather. Yeah, crazy weather. Hey, but could be worse. We could be in Europe right now. Well, it's just as hot in Europe as it's ever been here. Well, yeah, but they're not they're equipped not for used it. to that. Kind they're of not thing. equipped for it at all. It's no the poor English. Oh my God, the poor. Yeah, English. I mean, usually it's the highest temperatures they get are in the seventies. Those poor. Now they're in the hundreds. Pink and blue people <laughs> who are suddenly dealing, and they don't have air conditioners in their homes. No, they're right. I think it's only like but five percent of them have it. No. That's crazy. Yeah, it really is. But in the meantime, we need more rain, God damn it. Okay, so who do you talk to about that? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Rain. We need rain. Yes, we need rain. Think rain. More rain. Do a dance. Anyway, this now brings us to the conclusion of this episode. This was kind of low-key. Yes, it was kind of low key. Yeah, was, we, you know, it's yeah. a summertime relaxed edition. You know, okay, nothing really too much to get too hyper and argumentative about. Okay, 
you know? So it was okay. Yeah, it was a nice, relaxed episode. I All thought. right. You know, we don't have to always be totally on and raging and stuff, you know? Don't we? No, nah, not always. Okay. When we have something to rage about, we will, you know? Oh, bitch, I could rage. You want me to rage? No, we don't need you to rage now. We're at the end of our episode. But you we're so glad to have like, you. We're, we're so glad to have you back here, though. It's just so, so it's the, you know, the waves coming in and slapping on the sand. <laughs> it's just like kind of chill environment in the summer. And just, okay, dude. Thanks, dude. Thanks, man. <laughs> Here you want some fucking. This has been shit. one groovy podcast episode, man. You ruin it by saying groovy. <laughs> that thrusts us back to 1965. <laughs> groovy. God. Nobody cool has said groovy since like the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> 1965. I'm going to stay where I was. All right, so what are we doing? We're saying goodbye? Anyway, we're saying our goodbyes. Do you thank you to Don't people. forget to follow us on our website, grumpyoldgaymenandtheirdogs.com. www.com. <laughs> where you can find all of our episodes, plus all our bonus material for each of our episodes. And also, you can email us there and also see pictures of our dogs. Yeah, there's one of Louie. Yep, yes, there is. A couple of Louie. And we also have pictures from our, the Pride Parade when we marched. Oh you know, yeah, wet homosexuals in the rain. That yes. was the night you 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 wanted to take Stephen out for his birthday to a restaurant local here in town, and you had me and John and Sheila and uh, Goiki and Peter Goiki, and there was somebody else. Okay, and we went to the restaurant. It was raining, and we went to, we went to the restaurant, and it was closed. Okay, not that the restaurant was closed for the day, but yes, like okay. closed Our, down. Okay. okay, so then we go we go. We, we we walk through Farmingdale. Yes, I remember. And this then on the way back to the car <laughs> um, to go to a chain restaurant. Yes. Um. Uh. Somebody had said this will be forever known as the night of the wet fags or <laughs> six fags in the rain or whatever it was. It was. Uh. Yeah. Something like that. Yes. What does it have to do with what we're talking about? I have no idea. You're supposed to keep track of that. You're the one with the script. Oh, I'm sorry. So when I start to go on a rant, I suggest you put your finger on the page. Uh, Kind of where I started. And so that you can come bring us back. Oh, there's no coming back from this. Okay. But anyway, you can follow us on Facebook and on Twitter. We try to do postings daily on that. And that's about it. Anything else to add, Thomas? I'm done. You're done? In that case, we're going to say have a good night, have a good week, have a good life, and we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches.